Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a laptop touchscreen and old cars. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. Several years ago, my wife was really, really kind, and she decided I needed a new computer. I was using our, our computer that we used to make programs and do all kinds of uh, video editing and whatnot, and the computer was just really slow. She said, hey, look, Costco's got these new laptops. They're really nice. I'm going to get you one. I said, all right, that's really kind of you. Thank you. It was, it was a birthday present. She said, look, w which one do you want? Do you want the touchscreen? Do you want the, the better video card? Which one do you want? And I said, you know what? You, you pick whatever. I didn't really put a lot of thought into it. And, and I like that. I, I like to be surprised by the presents I get. So she goes out and she gets me this laptop and it's nice. It's an HP and it has a touchscreen. That was kind of the, the big thing coming on with laptops and computers about five, 10 years ago. And Costco had one. So she got it. She said, I think you're going to really like it. And immediately I hated it. I hated it. I, I didn't tell her this, but I was like, God, this is the worst because the paradigm I was living in was I had a mouse, I had a keyboard. That's how I interacted with the computer. The idea of reaching up and touching the screen really bothered me. I don't like smudges on my screen. You get fingerprints all over a refrigerator. It's kind of, eh. I mean, I have kids, so I kind of have to put up with it. But for the most part, I just don't want to be touching the screen of my computer. I mean, you see somebody touch a TV screen, the same kind of reaction I had. So I got this thing and I just... I did not like it. I don't like the inaccuracy. I don't like that I have to move my arm. I don't like it. But that was years ago. And since then, I also got an iPad. And I didn't have an iPad before. An iPad, obviously, the only thing you can do is touch it. And so, you know, I kind of got accustomed to touching the screen. Recently, I got a new computer. This MacBook Pro. Not a touch screen. So I'm using it. And I reach up as I do to touch the screen because that's what I was doing on my iPad and that's what I was doing on my computer and nothing happens. I just smudge the screen. You get that little dent in the screen for a second. I was like, Ugh. And I immediately got annoyed. I was like, oh my God, I don't like this. And I caught myself and realized, wait a minute, you did like this. Why would you think you don't like it now? And it took me a while to, uh, to flush out. It's not that my preferences have changed. It's not that I don't like the mouse and the keyboard. And it's not that I like the touchscreen. It's just that the touchscreen was now something I was used to. And that's a completely different thing. You see this all the time when you're helping friends navigate new relationships. They may have had some crazy relationship that didn't work out well, and they know it didn't work out well because obviously they're not in it anymore. And, you know, maybe they're dating somebody new. And they always say, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just really different. I don't really like it. And again, those are two completely different things. It's not fair to say it's different so I don't like it. Because what do you actually like? Is your liking of the world centered around something you like, as in this is the most optimal thing for me, best thing for me, most well-suited thing for me in this moment? Or is your liking the thing that you're just used to? Now, again, in the case of the laptop and the iPad, 
I like having a mouse. I do not like touching the screen, but I had become so used to touching the screen that all of a sudden something that was different immediately annoyed me and I almost brushed it off completely and just said, oh, I just need to get a different computer. No, that's not it. You need to double down and take another think about uh, another look at this and think about it. In the case of relationships, I remember going through this exact thing. Had relationships that I had had been in and ended very poorly. And okay, obviously that's not something to be repeated. And when I started dating my now wife, I remember thinking, "Gosh, this is this is really different. I don't know if I like this at all." And a good friend of mine said, "Well, yeah, you ding dong." If it were the same and you liked it, you'd know it wasn't going to work. And that instantly gave me pause because I thought, oh my God, you're right. You're right. I don't even like the past relationship I was in. I was just used to having that relationship. And with my wife, things were way better, infinitely better. I mean, obviously, I asked her to marry me and she said yes, and we're still married. We have a great family. But again, it was the nature of, I'm used to something, so I think the thing that I'm used to is the thing that I like. And that's just not, that's just not the case. If you look at old cars, not only do cars go through these massive revisions, right? If you, uh, if you think about the Model T, right? What the Model T had, didn't have seatbelts, didn't have airbags, didn't have power steering. Every time people added things, I guarantee you, as the car manufacturers added features, there were people that said, I don't really like this. This is goofy. Like, wait, I have to strap myself in every time I get in the car. Can't I just get in and drive? Power steering is probably tough to fight with, but there, I guarantee you lots of things like that, that freaked people out initially. But if you go beyond that, cars used to be very unsafe. And as we went through revisions over the decades, cars became more and more and more safe. Right now we have side impact airbags, we have front airbags, cars are a lot bigger and stronger now. You know, we have a we have a suburban and you can just it's like a battering ram, right? You'd have to hit it with a dump truck to do anything to it. So I mean infinitely safer and those are good things. But cars are still driven by people. And that's an inherently dangerous thing. Now, we don't look at it that way. I mean, we kind of do, but we don't really. We just kind of say, all right, well, you know, this is the state of the world. And that's an important thing to recognize, just how much of our lives we go through riding off to, hey, this is the state of the world. We don't even think about the future options that we're going to have. I don't say, hey, cars stink because teleportation is awesome. Teleportation is not a thing. So cars are the best option we have, state of the world. But Tesla has been struggling immensely, as have other car manufacturers, with getting regulators to allow them to use autonomous driving. Now, autonomous driving is not perfect, and that's the problem. It's not perfect, but it's way better than other people. That's the thing. It's infinitely better than drunk drivers. It's infinitely better than tired students. I was just in class last night and these students were telling me 
laughing back and forth about going to soccer practice and how exhausted they were. They carpooled together and they would literally say that they were about to pass out in the car. Everyone else in the car is sleeping. You have five, five soccer players who just killed themselves after school for hours and then stuffed down some food right after practice, got in the car and they're driving home. It's winter, it's cold, the car has a heater on. Four out of the five kids pass out immediately in the car. And the fifth guy, the driver, who's only 16 or 17, is sitting there looking around. The heater's on, just, oh, oh my gosh. Now imagine, that's who you're driving next to. Marginally conscious 17-year-old with a car full of of five people, including himself, compared to a car that doesn't get tired. It doesn't get hungry. It has eight eyeballs because we have eight cameras. It has all kinds of things that make it infinitely safer. And were my student and his teammates to get an accident, God forbid, by the way, were they to get in an accident, it would be a terrible thing. But to some degree, people would write it off to, hey, state of the world. That's, that's what we're used to hearing about, human error. If an autonomous car or autonomous vehicle gets in an accident, we freak out and say, this is not, this is not the way it should have been. We would call to, to stop autonomous vehicles. We can't have these things on the road. But think about it. What if there were a million accidents because of human error? Fine. It's a terrible thing. People die every day because of human error, drunk driving. And again, just being tired behind the wheel, no malicious intent. Just being tired behind the wheel. People die every year, every day because of that. But we're used to that. It's a state of the world. If a million people die from things like that, and if we switched everyone to autonomous vehicles and only 100,000 people died, we would still be livid at the 100,000 people. We'd like to get, get these cars off the road because we're not used to it. And because of that, we don't like it. Now, I'm not advocating autonomous vehicles. I do not think they're ready. I think there's a long way to go. Obviously, at some point in the future, they may be a thing. They shouldn't be now. But as we move into the future and as our preferences as consumers and our options as consumers change, we need to start acknowledging that the thing we think we like may not be the thing we actually like. It may just be the thing we're used to. And these are two completely different things. And outside of, outside of consumer goods, just choices as human beings, what are the things we actually like? And what are the things we're just used to? If I had gone for the thing that I just actually liked or it stuck with that, I may have looked past the greatest relationship I've ever had, the relationship I have with my wife, because I wasn't used to something like this. I wasn't used to a person like this who's amazing and awesome and wonderful. Because I wasn't used to being around amazing and awesome and wonderful people, so I didn't like it. But there's a distinction there. As you recognize more of your own preferences and as our options change and we're asked, do you like this? Take a step back and wonder, how much do I like or dislike this based on what I think today, right now, not what I've been doing the last year or 10 years.
Because unless we find a way to discount our habits and our preferences based on past experience, we're not going to be able to figure out what we actually like. And on that note, thanks for listening. Go out and crush it.